Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Joining me on today's episode is uh, someone who's basically becoming our resident wrestling expert. Uh, his second time appearing on the show, Mr. Stuart Perkins, an old personal friend of mine. And uh, I'm doing this kind of intro because I don't know how, uh, even after we remembered to turn on the microphones uh, when we almost recorded with Adam, for some reason it didn't record the intro to the show. Luckily, uh, that moment of silence, fidget. Uh, our intern Fidget, uh, living up to her name in the background here. Anyways, didn't record like the first 50 seconds of the episode, so we lost the entire intro. Uh, plus I'm kind of playing with some ways of recording. You may notice this doesn't sound terrible. At least I hope it doesn't. I did a few test recordings, played them back. I liked how it sound, but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, saw it as an opportunity to set up a, a situation uh, and see if maybe that's how I want to do these episodes in the future. On today's episode, as you may have heard from the title, or I'm sorry, read, uh, unless you're listening to the titles, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know what your current situation is. But uh, today is all about wrestling, and we're talking about some of the awesome stuff that's been happening in the women's division, the first ever all-women's pay-per-view, Ronda Rousey's progress, uh, some crappy things. We go out on a really low note with uh, with talking about uh, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Uh, we recorded this before Survivor Series, which, oh man, I've got some opinions on, but... Uh, so we won't really be going too deep into Survivor Series or anything, sorry about that. Uh, and this is a special episode because you're getting two episodes in one week, uh, which wouldn't have happened if we didn't have to reschedule this, but, you know, family comes first. And, uh, that's more or less the reason why I do this podcast by myself now, but... Sit back, relax, or don't. I don't know what you're doing right now. And enjoy this episode of Sort of My Podcast, a wrestling retrospective episode. It's in today's juicy bits our uh, evolution we're going to be talking about crown jewels some of the behind the scenes stuff that's been going on yeah your reaction to crown jewel is appropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not good uh but before we get to that we're going to go ahead and talk about evolution first and uh, i don't necessarily watch the pre-shows uh too often did you watch the pre-show for this one i didn't get to okay uh because i was going to turn it over to you for that uh but they didn't really show like um, some of the pre-show because I know they pre-taped a UK women's NXT match okay. for their championship, but they just crowned their champion taping wise. Yeah, recently they showed that, so huh. that's how long ago that actually happened. <laughs> well, uh, you know, no pay-per-view could be perfect, uh, even though this one was really good. Uh, strangely enough, though, it was kind of lit like an NXT TakeOver or house show or something. That was kind of weird. Well, leading up to Evolution, they barely gave it any kind of build-up or, or advertisement compared to Crown Jewel and mm -hmm. all the other stuff. So, it doesn't make... It's not that weird that it would be treated almost like an NXT yeah. show. 
Well, I mean, they, they did the big announcement, and that was that was really cool and ceremonious, and I think they they handled that well. But yeah, it did seem like there was like silence. All the way up to maybe a few weeks before the event, and then that's when interjected in between every match on Raw or SmackDown, they were like, "Hey guys, remember Evolution? That's still happening, coming up in like three weeks." Uh, yeah, but uh, let's go ahead, and I, I figure we could tackle this beat by beat, match by match. Um, we probably won't go into too much detail on every one of them, but there are some that uh, deserve some talking points and uh, ones I think will surprise some of our listeners, at least uh, the casual wrestling fan, like I've somewhat become myself. Uh, but the first match on the card was Trish Stratus and Lita versus Mickey James and uh, Alicia Fox. Uh, Alexa Bliss was actually removed from this due to a con- concussion she uh, suffered on Raw, right? Uh, I believe so. She she's actually kind of been in the headlines for this because she keeps getting concussions. Mm-hmm. Because either this match right before this, or the recently she got concussed again by uh, Rousey. Oh, by Rousey uh, at a house okay. show. Okay, um, I was either before this match or um, another one recently. As soon as she got back from that concussion. And there's been a lot of, is she going to retire? Yeah. Because she keeps getting hurt. Because she, like, she keeps showing up on the on the show in a suit lately. So. Well, she's she's had like three big concussions in like yeah. a month and a half or something. Yeah. Like it's been really way too close the together. The last one I was aware of was the Nikki Bella situation. It was one of the Bella twins, I think. Oh, that was Liv yeah. Morgan. Before evolution. Oh yeah, that that was Liv Morgan. I'm sorry. Uh, man, a lot of women getting concussed in the WWE right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, this match was okay, though. Uh, I feel like it did what it needed to. Had a great finish. Uh, Lita, uh, I, I was a little concerned about Lita after we saw her in the Women's Royal Rumble, and she felt a little slow and, and well, stuff. But I still think she is. She's way lost a step. Yeah, um, but she did better here than she did during the Royal Rumble. The one spot in this that they repeated on the Monday after, and that oh, they made yeah. a big deal with, is the poetry in motion, mm-hmm. and it just they was so bad. Because it would have been one thing if she like if she had done the like sideways L thing, whatever you want to call it, that the Hardy Boys actually do. Even doing a the clothesline or whatever, she's just so yeah. slow about it that it just looked bad. Yeah, um, it looked bad. Well, it feels like she trips over Trish more than catapults <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, I was excited when they set it up on Monday because I was like, okay, they're gonna unfuck the one from last night. Nope. nope. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, like the problem with this match in the end is removing Alexa Bliss. Re- remove the reason for the match mm-hmm. uh, Alicia Fox just doesn't she doesn't matter enough unfortunately yeah. um, and that's not to say she's, uh, no, she's no, untalented I'm, no, I'm not just, saying that in any way she's not getting a push right now so uh, what was but the just point? in the overall story they were building she's just an extra mm-hmm. uh, Mickey made sense as a part of this match because Mickey and, and Trish have a very well-known yeah. history. She's the bridge between generations. And importantly enough, Lita's last singles match when she retired was Mickey. Yeah. So she's got a major thing with both these women. So she made sense. 
Alexa is the new Trish in some ways. She was the new pushed girl. Mm-hmm. So her calling out the legend. And then that made sense. And then, like I said, her and Mickey's relationship in story made that whole match make some sense. Yeah. But then Bliss got hurt and they had to just slot Alicia Fox in there and she's just kind of there. Now, yeah. granted, long term, they made Alicia Fox somehow like part of their group. She just became part of the mean girl group. Yeah. And, like, they left that. It's not like she did the one thing and then was never part of the group again. So, at least there was some consistency there. Uh, yeah, it was an okay match. Um, which I feel like, for the most part, that was the theme of the show. The matches were okay. Yeah. Um, there were some really good ones. There um, was one that stole the show. We're going to get to that one. But uh, Yeah. And there, and there was it. one I had legitimate just err about. Um <laughs> The proper way, yeah. and it was a good build, and it's what they did was yeah. good, and it's going to make survivors or takeover. It's actually going to affect okay. today's takeover, which will be really cool. Okay, but we'll get to that when we get and, to and by, what he means by today is we are recording this uh, on a previous Saturday, so yes, so we don't know the SummerSlam this results, is, or do we? <laughs> this is the Saturday of Takeover War Games, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, and then Survivor Series is tomorrow. Oh yeah, I said SummerSlam. I even wrote SummerSlam, didn't I? <laughs> when we added it to the script. I don't know. But I did. Uh, okay, moving on, though. Uh, they followed that up with a women's battle royale for a future title shot. The vets did all right. This is actually an interesting one because... Yeah. So this battle royal, the whole shtick is that the winner gets an eventual title shot at some arbitrary time WWE decides. Yeah. Now, so... The veterans did all right. They did a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. They they made this big thing where the Iconics came out. Shush. And Everybody, our intern, Fidget the Wonder, Wonder Cat, is uh, asking to be let out, and I said no. But they, uh, Sorry. They had this moment where everyone did their entrances, which took up a good amount of time on purpose, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Oscar had to hurry hers along. That was really weird. Yeah. And then the Iconics came out and they had microphones and they ran down everybody. I and- I, I hate them in the ring. I, I don't think they're crazy talented. Uh, I think they're decent and I think they can put on good matches. Yeah. I think their but mic work is amazing. I love their mic work. Um, yeah. they, are, they are the mean girls right now mm-hmm. and there's always a space... For mean girl wrestlers, like oh, yeah. the mean girl, the pretty better than you. And I love girls. their their goofy cadence of the whole thing when they do their stupid impressions. It's, it's weird because it's, it's like they're they're nerdy, yeah. but they're somehow the the stub stuck rich girls. Like they're the mean <laughs> girls, but they're kind of nerdy. It's weird. Maybe that's why they're so good at it because they're getting to play on the other side of that fence. I don't know. But. I mean, they're cool. But they did their rundown spot and, of course, made everybody upset and they threw them out. Mm-hmm. And then they did the spot where all of the older wrestlers yeah. were surrounded by the, the new generation, which was, like interesting, yeah. which was interesting. Which was interesting for me. One thing I noticed, Maria Kanellis, who yeah. is a current active wrestler for WWE now. She's active on oh, the show. She? she, like... Was part of the old guard that got attacked with Alunder Blaze yeah. and stuff. And she's currently, I think, on 205 Live with her husband. Wasn't Kelly Kelly mixed in with them, too? She was. She should have been. She's yeah. older. 
older. She's from the older generation. I felt like she was from the Maria generation. She was, but yeah. Maria's current though. Oh, she's okay. also, I, also I get current. what you're saying. But uh, I just thought it was interesting that they they considered her the old guard, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, but they did that whole thing. There's also a an important moment during that where Tamina and Nia Jax, yeah, they like did a face off and. Uh, you see Lana try to interrupt them, and they just push her away. And then they kind of did the face-off again. And then Lana tried to interrupt them again and did the dance break. So it's like yeah. Lana did her thing too early, and they were like, go away. And that was really funny. Yeah. And then they did the Roman Reigns hoo-ah chant thing, and then they killed everybody. Because that was for, you know, their cousin. Yeah. Since they're both, they're both related through marriage and or blood to Roman Reigns. Um, but, so... <clears throat> the ending I expected was Ember Moon to beat Nia when it was down to the I two. was really rooting for Ember Moon at the end there. I, I really thought they were going to give it to her, uh, especially because she's been getting a little more of a push lately, and well, she's really talented. Fun fact about that. See, they've backed off on her, mm-hmm. if you've caught up with the shows, and Nia and Tamina are being pushed as a thing, and hence the... Yeah. the how much they factored into the ending of the show, of this uh, battle royal, which that's why I said this is interesting. So, you know, Ember wins the, or not Ember, but Nia wins by throwing out Ember after like being super dominant for the last few seconds. Uh, you know, they did the whole hope for Ember and mm-hmm. they did the Zelina Vega thing. And also, when Ember, Nia threw Zelina Vega out onto Tamina. Uh, to, to eliminate her, Tamina didn't catch her and she got a concussion from that. Oh, wow. So Naya gave Zelina Vega a concussion. We should start a concussion count on this episode. <laughs> well, like, I, I recently, because of things we'll talk about later, Naya is in some hot water because of hurting people. And hmm. people are doing various Naya, fire Naya Jax, send her back to NXT. You know, she's a botch machine. She's dangerous. Like, people are really upset at her over the Becky Lynch stuff we'll talk about in a bit. Hmm. Um which is why I think it's interesting here because so Nia won so she gets a future championship opportunity and they're playing the whole Ronda Rousey Nia thing yeah like in the background the outcome of this battle royal was up in the air because of the events that happened last Monday yeah which again we'll get to so that was an interesting little like hmm that's gonna really be crazy yeah what was really crazy for me, though, was the match we're going to talk about now because I I am not currently watching NXT, but I am thinking of dropping SmackDown for it because, in my opinion, I'm, I'm just bored when SmackDown is on. There's things that happen, and then you get to see AJ Styles, but, man, he's going to be at the pay-per-views. If I drop SmackDown, it's not like I'm never going to get to watch his matches again. So, uh, th- and I can only fit in two wrestling shows. <laughs> I can barely do that. But this match was uh, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Shirai. Um, Shirai. Okay, I always fuck up names on every episode. But uh, And this was in the Mae Young Classic 2018 finals. And in my opinion, they stole the damn show. Well, that's because they are literally considered two of, if not the best two women wrestlers in the entire world. Really? Io Shirai is considered to be the best in the world right now. Wow. Um, Tony Storm is, in a lot of people's estimations, one of the, if not going, like working towards that title herself. 
there's a small group of like the best women wrestlers. Those two are always top of that, along with Kyrie Sane. You can see it. This match <clears throat> um, for goes sure. like Oscar. You got a few others that are in there, um, but the ladies at the end of the Mae Young Classic, ladies in the yeah, Mae Young Classic in general, but uh, the the ladies at the end of the Mae Young Classic are all considered some of the best women talent yeah bar none i i believe it i've I, seen i i saw them do stuff i've never seen in a women's competition i sure i she's actually made lists of best wrestlers period including men really like she's it's literally like pro wrestler in illustrated i don't know if she's on that or where but i know she's like been talked about best wrestler period like Hell she yeah. is really up there Here's the thing. I knew Tony was going to win this for two reasons. Tony Storm was a finalist last year, or a, ma- a semifinalist, because they did the Baszler, uh, Kyrie Sane thing. Mm-hmm. But that's also why I knew Tony was probably going to win this, because it's going to sound bad when I say this, but there's no way that the super favorite Japanese girl from Shimmer comes into the Mae Young Classic and wins two years in a row. Oh, so she is a she is a previous winner. She no, um, Kyrie Sane, who won last year, the first May Young Classic, is like one of her best friends, and they both came from the same place. Uh, Tony Storm and Io Shirai are also former both women's champions from that place. Okay, but there's just no way they're gonna literally bring the Japanese girl who is everyone's favorite to win. And let her win two years in a row because it would have been the same exact story twice. Yeah. So there's no way Tony doesn't win this. And Tony's like, even though she's not the first or the current women's NXT UK champion, she's a huge centerpiece of that brand. Io Shirai is going to the regular NXT just like Kyrie Sane did. Okay. Fun also fact, weirdly enough, in Lucha Underground, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane were part of a trio of villains called the Black Lotus Triad for just a few episodes. <laughs> and they had matches with Pentagon Dark. Wow. And they were amazing. I I believe it. Because everyone they are keeps, just good wrestlers. Everyone keeps telling me I need to check out Lucha Underground. And I've wow. heard great things. NXT uh, is another one that comes highly recommended. Uh, obviously, I want to show some love to the main brand. I've watched all these years and stuff aside from like the four or five years I stopped watching <laughs> I mean I watch WWE pretty religiously but Lucha Underground is probably my favorite show yeah bar none right now just for the absurdity of it like it's fun it's fun wrestling like okay. it used to be like they're the crazy I can get down on that like characters get killed like, <laughs> like you know that, like at one point or another there multiple characters have been literally actually killed off Wow, um, I gotta see. And they are today. ridiculous. Like and is, this season, they killed off a dude. They like beat a dude to death with a ball bat. What is Lucha Underground available on? Is that anything? Uh, El Rey, it's the El Rey Network. And yeah. You can watch it on like Time Warner and stuff like that. Okay, if you've got cable or whatever, whatever uh, your cable yeah. setup is. Um, I'll have to look into. I'm pretty I, sure it's on demand. The first two yeah. seasons are on Netflix. 
I really? Believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be checking that. Yeah, and that's another thing. I am aware that it goes by seasons, and when you talk about storyline and wrestling, like these guys treat it like a television show. No, no, it is entirely. They have yeah. cut. They have cut scenes. They have literal wow. like movie cutscenes where there's like fights and stuff okay. that has like the the kung fu noises and all that. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I've got to see The show it. is absolutely 100% ridiculous, and it's amazing because of it. Because it's all the best things of Lucha Libre craziness that you get that, that we don't have in wrestling these days. I've got to. i got to watch this one. Uh, it, it is definitely. But yes, definitely Tony Storm versus Io Shirai was everything it was built up to be. It was amazing, and it was, it was, it was my, the best match on the show. I was going to say, it's my favorite match Having of the night. said that. I think there are other matches that told as an important or as good a story, but it was the best match on the show for a lot of reasons. And it yeah. was some of, the, some of the moves they did where I'm like, mm, I would have died. I couldn't like I, I I'm looking at them right now in my head and I couldn't tell you what happened. I just know it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, if if you aren't interested in the entirety of the show, like this is one to stop and watch. If you haven't seen it already, I mean what, we're like a month out from it now yeah yeah uh so i'm assuming people watched it <laughs> but if they're gonna uh well, a match that was uh pretty run-of-the-mill though i think it was it was good i enjoyed it but it wasn't anything special uh just a card filler sasha banks bailey and natalia versus the riot squad who've been getting a really big push lately they're like they're showing up in like almost every other feud uh happening on the shows right now it was a little long for my taste like i started to get bored towards the middle and was paying attention to my phone more than the actual match but my my issue with this match is that they've done it a thousand times like they did it before the pay-per-view they did it after the Mm -hmm. pay-per-view it just didn't make it they kept splitting them off breaking them off and and doing like one-on-one matches well they're they're still doing this ruby riot and natalia are feuding now because Ruby Riot broke Natalia's dad's sunglasses and he yeah. recently died. Because WWE loves to do the oh he died let's make I, a thing I out of it. I cringed at that. I was like, ah, this is tasteless. And like a lot of people had a really good response to it. They were like, I don't know why she's so upset. So upset. The Hearts had a ton of sunglasses. I'm sure he's got more. <laughs> but it just it's just more of the same. And I love Ruby Riot. Like of all these girls, Sasha and Bailey are obviously good. Mm. I've loved Natalia for a long time because I think she's I'm a great worker. Her, yeah. And honestly, I I think they could do more with her than they do. I yeah. think just she's just Rhonda's friend now. That's her shtick. Um, there's a point where she was farting all the time and. Then what? Like yeah, she had a whole stick for a while. That was her gimmick. Was like she just had gas, and every time they do interviews in the back, she'd fart, and like people were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And then like for a while after that, they were like, "Oh, you love cats," and she would just be like, "Let me tell you all about my cats." And like so now she wears cat ears and sells cat ears, and she's got a shirt How that says "Not know what claws out, claws her. out and stuff." They just don't. They just don't. And like, and and now, like I said, her whole thing was, I'm Ronda Rousey's friend and trainer. Which is, and we're going to talk more about Ronda later, but the worst thing out of Ronda Rousey coming over is her uh, rotating cast of best friends. Well, it's it's mostly Natalia, you know, so far. Yeah. But it's like, that was going to build up to potentially a, a match between them when, when Natalia turned on Rousey, mm-hmm. which... There's there's good build there. There's something cool there. 
Everyone wants that. It just they just aren't doing it right now. They have all these other priorities for Rhonda and whatnot. So it's like, well, do the thing at least eventually, because uh, yeah. by the time you do it, we're gonna forget that that was their thing for a minute when Rhonda first came in. But this particular match, literally, it's just it's same hat, old hat. Mm-hmm. And like I said, of the Riot Squad, like I like all three okay, but Ruby Riot specifically, I love her. Yeah. I think she, well, the moment she showed up in NXT, fighting Nikki Cross during the whole the whole thing they did was amazing. I was like, who's that chick? I checked her out on the indies because I found out she was an indie wrestler who came in. She's unique looking. She's got a good shtick. She's very cool. I really like her work, and I think she's got potential champion heel stuff going on. Yeah. But they treat the Riot Squad like junk. They, they're buffers. They, they're there yeah. so that good guys can get wins. Like, mm-hmm. And they they win too, like, and, and whatnot, but they're not really important. Um, the ending of the match saw a, uh, a tribute finish. Mm-hmm. Natalia did a sharpshooter. Um, she did that double. Really good the spot. Double sharpshooter. Yeah. But the actual ending was Bailey hit the Macho Man elbow. Yeah. Followed by Sasha hitting the Eddie Guerrero frog splash. And they won with those, which is never something they win with. And they never explained it. They haven't done it since. Because Bailey always does the elbow. Sasha always yeah. does the frog splash. But they've never won with it. It's not their finishers. So it was really weird that they just won with tribute it, it moves. It felt like to me what i took from that was that evolution being as important as it is uh, a really big milestone for women's wrestling especially in the wwe uh it felt like honoring the the trailblazers that came before them which a lot of them are men uh eddie guerrero being uh one who really showed what a smaller wrestler could become uh, <laughs> smaller only in his early career, his late career. Well, no, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I love Eddie. The he's, guy he's was jacked, but I mean, it, it, especially when you when you talk about uh, who were the big names at the time of him winning the WWE championship. Oh no, I mean, he yeah. took it from Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I felt like that that was kind of their way of honoring those other trailblazers. It just was really weird. Yeah. It just like there's no real like build to that that you knew yeah. that was going to be like a big deal. Nah. They didn't they weren't like, "Oh, that's the Macho yeah. Man elbow because and the up frog to splash. that ending, like you said, it's old hat. It's like there's nothing special about the match until Natalia hits the double sharpshooter and then we get the elbow frog splash win. Uh that those are the only moments in that match I really stand out. Uh, the double sharpshooter is probably the biggest weird cool thing they did. Oh, that was so cool! I didn't. Uh, I was like, oh my god, she's gonna fuck it up. She's gonna fuck it up. She didn't fuck it up. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. It was great. Uh, moving on though, we're gonna talk about Shauna Baszler versus Kari Sane. Shayna. Shayna. It's Shayna Baszler. <laughs> now, uh, Shayna Baszler being important because she's part of Ronnie Rousey's Four Horsewomen of MMA. Yes. Uh, her, Jessamyn Duke, and Mina Shafir. And Rhonda were all trainers together. They all trained together and fought together and had the same guy that was their trainer. Which I actually learned about stuff. while writing this episode. It um, sounded really So, all the way through Shayna Baszler coming up to the first May Young Classic, Rhonda and the other two were in the audience. Mm-hmm. They were, like, there for her, even though she was a heel. It was really weird. And they are always doing the stuff. And they kept teasing the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing. 
because the four, four horsewomen of WWE are Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha. So they kind of kept teasing that back and forth during that tournament because there was talk of a WrestleMania match. But nobody, like Ronda and the other two, weren't signed yet. Yeah. And Ronda may have just signed at that time or was just getting ready to sign, but the other two weren't. So this match is important because officially the other two have been at the Performance Center and they've signed with WWE. And they made their technical debut here because this match is a rematch of the first May Young Classic final uh, with Kari as the champion, who's also the person that had won that match. And then the two of them have had a rivalry since then, like literally interspersed between their other rivalries. They've had this rivalry. And then once Shayna took the title off of Ember, then Kyrie took it off her and then Kyrie lost it back to her here because she didn't just lose it. She lost it after Jessamyn Duke and Mira Shafir interfered in the match and then left with Baszler. So there's almost like they're a faction. Yeah. All they're missing is Rousey. So you've got three of the four there in place. You've got Rousey. you got the Becky Lynch situation happening with Rousey and Becky Lynch. Charlotte and her are sort of on good terms again because she picked Charlotte to replace her against Rousey to uh, this Sunday at, at Survivor Series. Becky and uh, Bailey and, and Sasha aren't really doing anything. So all the pieces for that match, especially with all of the the fire that's being spit between Rousey and Becky Lynch, like oh, keeping yeah. that going, people are super hot for that match. Oh, I was so hyped. There's yeah. rumors, people are rumoring that they may still do that match. Main event, WrestleMania. Fuck yes. And people are that. like, yes. And it'll be yeah. the first ever time a woman... Hey, main event at WrestleMania because Rousey, mm-hmm. but Becky is the one that people want. Yeah, and it's 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 caught fire in such a way that I've never seen. I'm so I've got I'm looking a little bit like I'm it. seeing that like <laughs> yeah. those pieces coming into that match to to be part of that, and this we're seeing that here where they've mm-hmm. made a factor, so it's going to turn into that. I think that's what I expect. Yeah, and I'm super excited for that. But the overall match itself was was good. The two of them, I um, I felt like they didn't have much in ring chemistry. This felt weird. They are very different yeah. styles. I will say that. But um, given their history and stuff, there's a lot of really good build here. Okay, so there's um, a story I'm missing. Like I said, the they were thing. the two finalists of May Young Classic last year. Uh, yeah. Kyrie won. Yeah. Then afterwards on NXT, when they did a whole bunch of things, Kyrie came out to try to challenge for the title, and Baszler attacked her. Then she challenged instead, and then like over long term, Baszler ended up after she feuded with Ember Moon, she got the title. Then Kyrie took the title from her, and here Baszler took the wow. title back. So with yeah, help. I'm missing a lot of story. Yeah, um, unfortunately, if you're not watching NXT, you're missing all yeah. of that. Because you literally had to have been watching for an entire year of the stuff they built on this, because that's a year's worth of build. So that's what it, that's probably why it came off so odd to me. But and uh, and there's and again it was the the never give up attitude high flyer versus the ground technical MMA fighter, mm-hmm. um, and she only won after interference, which makes cheapens her win in a good way. Like it's proper heel heel. This this was the match. That I had proper heel heat reaction, wherein I was like, "Oh, what a cheating bitch!" I'm <laughs> yeah. so mad about that match, but I'm not mad at the match. I'm not mad at the wrestlers. I'm mad in a 
storyline way. Like, I'm like, way. I'm like, Arr, that doesn't make any sense. Now, my biggest problem with the match in, in general, because of this setup, was the referee was the worst referee I've ever seen in my life. Because I can't stand in wrestling. I know, I know it's scripted. I know it's it's okay. It's like watching a TV show. Yeah, it's like watching The Flash or something of that nature, or Law and Order or whatever. It's this exists in a world where this is real, quote unquote, and these characters, these people are playing their roles as if they're the real. This is a real sports event. The referee is a real, actual referee, and these are actual people fighting to the death for a title or whatever. Yeah, I I look at it like it's a play, and. In that, I hate when there's inconsistencies with how the referee acts and stuff like that. It's breaking that world, so to speak. It's like yeah. it's like if you're watching a show and somebody just acts out of character because the actor did. And you're like, well, what was that? That was weird. So the referee didn't do what a referee's supposed to do because uh, they were trying to make it so the referee wasn't looking when the interference kept occurring. As the yeah. two girls interfered and, and screwed her over, but he was. But the referee was like, at one point or another, yeah. yeah, the referee was like looking at them, yeah, and was like, mm, I need to turn my head. Like yeah. it was so obvious that I'm like, oh man, you messed that up. Like, and and that's never good because it really pulls attention to it and kind of takes down the level of what could be happening. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get into the mindset of the show when you know your actors are. <laughs> Running on their own program. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it was, I guess it was an okay match. I didn't hate the match. I was just like, okay, this is a little weird. And I, I guess I missed all that story. Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not huge on Baszler in general. Yeah. Like, I don't, I feel like she misses charisma for me. I'm not big into the MMA fighter gimmick in general. Yeah, she but seems I to think, be the weak link. I think me. in long term... I think she's got something. Yeah. I think she's going... Personal opinion from what I've seen, if you took their pre-MMA fame, their pre-WWE fame out of it and you put them directly just on a parallel path, her and her friend Rousey, who are, you know, in, in a lot of ways equals to some extent, mm. charisma-wise, overall, talent-wise, I think Baszler's better. I think she's wow. got a bitter. Yeah. I think she's got the bigger long term uptime upside. I think she's got the. I think she's got more passion, and I think she's worked harder for this than Rousey. Now Rousey's always going to be the bigger name. That's just yeah. how it is. Um, unless sometime in the future, Baszler just does enough to just make herself such a big deal in the wrestling world that you can't do that. Rousey's always going to have the default bigger name because of her background. Yeah. But if you took all of that out of the equation and just looked at overall talent in the ring, overall long-term dividends and such, I think Baszler is better. And I think yeah. Baszler could really run the division at one point. And I hate her. But in the right way. Because she's a good heel. Yeah. Like, she makes me go, oh my god, you're such a dirty bitch. Like, Arr! And it's in it's the right way. And it's it's rare for wrestlers to actually get the reaction they want. It's yeah. rare for because I know what's going on behind the scenes. I've seen the cooks in the kitchen, you know. So for a wrestler to actually get my emotions is rare, but she's able to do it. She every it. time I watch her wrestle, it's ooh that what a dirty mean bitch, and it's the right way. Okay, and and enough. that's that's a big deal. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more because, like I said. Uh, NXT, I feel like, is way in my spectrum right now. I, I want to switch to that. 
Fun fact yeah. for these two, their rematch is Survivor Series or Takeover War Games. That's what I was mentioned earlier. Really? Two out of three falls match. Is that that's going to be on the network, right? Yep. Okay, because I have the network. That'll be now. tonight yeah. on the network. Okay. Um, and it's it's War Games. I mean, this is going to be amazing. It's it's a War Games match first of all. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders, which is War Machine and uh, Ricochet and somebody else. I don't remember who he done. Yeah. Maybe I don't remember who the other. I'm aware of Ricochet. I've seen some of his indie matches. He is amazing. He's really good. He's amazing in NXT, but yeah. I don't remember who their fourth is. It's just the whole match is going to be like the whole show is going to be good because yeah. takeovers are. They have been every time so far better than the actual WWE show that comes on the next night. Everyone's yeah. always like, "I wonder how the takeover is going to be better than WWE." And and they're right. It is almost always better, even even WrestleMania. Like they're just so wow. they're just so good. Like, Damn. and they're, because they're 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 just well put together. There's no crap. There's no filler. They don't have time for all that, and they mm. just have all the best wrestlers because it's developmental, and these people are always really good, and they're handled so much better because it's such smaller scale. Yeah. They're handled better than the main roster. It just happens. But yeah, so I'm so I'm looking forward to that two out of three falls match. I'm assuming Baszler retains with the help of her friends, or opposite, wherein Io Shirai helps Kyrie Sane now that she's there and they're friends, and that's an established thing. Okay. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. It's yeah, gonna be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out too. Um, moving on though, we had a last woman standing match. Uh, this was for the title, right? Yes. This was for the SmackDown Women's Title between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Flair, I'm I'm having trouble with this one because I liked it, but the problem with a last man standing or last woman standing match is that you really gotta bring it they, to well, sell it because it's long. They drag. Yeah. They they do drag. Even the best ones ever always drag. Yeah. I mean, in Austin the versus uh, versus uh, Bret Hart. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. I'm like, uh, that Hart. was. An amazing match, considered one of the best of all time, and even that one is is sometimes hard to get through. Um, Rock band kind, yes, yeah, great match. Still, just they took it all over that arena. It just there's yeah. a drag, and well, so this match had this match was really good. I think long term. Yeah. Um, yes, I think the first chunk of the match is kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of getting they're kind of getting their feet their feet on this. They're trying to figure out, okay, let's how much can we milk it? Because we can't just obviously. And that, that's the key term. They were milking it. In the, but the problem yeah. is with the last man standing match, you have to do all these brutal things and then see if they can get back up. Mm-hmm. And like you have to build until you finally get to that last thing that's so big that there's no way that person gets up. So this match had probably three spots that were important. Spot number one is where the match should have ended. And that was when Becky leg dropped Charlotte through the outside table. Yeah. That should have been the end of the match because the match ended like a few minutes after from there. Like that could have been the ending. But they made oh and she buried her with all the chairs after that. Yeah. And like that should have just been the that end. That should have been the end. But then they I drug agree. that out for yeah. a second ending. That's spot number two that was important to talk about. And that's the power bomb to the outside through the table where Charlotte got up slightly too fast, but then fell back down and then lost mm-hmm. the match. That was a brutal power bomb. Yeah. No doubt about it. And well, the, and the lead up through this has been brutal. Like, From and, busted and, lips to the, uh, I thought Charlotte, Charlotte's leg was like 
cut really bad. Yeah. Um, they, I don't remember. And there was the ladder spot where the ladder just stood up in the air and Becky pushed it over and fell mm-hmm. down on the chairs. That was really funny. Um, but like that, the last, the powerbomb thing, unfortunately, WWE especially, there's a rule in wrestling, I feel, where if you set up a, a table, you're eating the table. Yeah. You set it up, you eat it. That's the rule. The only exception is the Dudley boys. Well, the Dudley, they, they fail that like, rule sometimes. And sometimes they do... But like for the most part, that was their shtick was setting up tables and three Ding people through it. Yeah. But for the most part, if you're not, if that's not your thing, like all the time, if you in a hardcore match of any type set a table up, you're probably eating it. I don't know if that's some sort of backstage, like, hey, if you want to introduce a thing, you need to eat the thing. I don't know yeah. if that's like some weird rule slash tradition. It just seems to be a thing if you pay attention. Yeah. If you introduce a table, you're eating it. That's just how it is. Or somebody else might, but you're not involved if that happens. Yeah, like it's you like a put, lottery thing. It's like odds yeah. are against you. Like you don't yeah. you don't put somebody through that table. You're eating that table, or you have nothing to do with somebody else eating that table. <laughs> like that's it. That's the two things that happen there. Um, and, and very unless it's very rare, like a table match maybe. But uh, the other important spot I think to come up with here is they did a really cool spot. It looked really cool, but it also logistically doesn't work. And that's they did a figure eight through the ladder. Yeah. Here's the problem. How did that hurt worse? <laughs> like, other than a ladder being shoved in her crotch, the actual mechanics of the figure four slash figure eight through a ladder doesn't actually hurt you anymore because all the parts that are getting twisted are outside the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like watching it. Thinking, and I wanted to say uh, maybe it's because the because um, it, it's metal versus... No, skin on skin, but no, yeah. It's literally just like every time I've ever seen somebody give a sharpshooter or a figure four or any of those legs, leg slash face submissions on uh, an announce table or out on the concrete. And they're like, oh my God, he's got him on the concrete or on the table. And I'm like, but it doesn't hurt any worse. I mean, it still yeah. sucks because it's a, it's a submission move, but the table doesn't make it worse because it, you're just laying on the surface. Like the actual submission doesn't have anything to do with yeah, the ground you're no, on. No, you're you're definitely right on that one. It's again, it's one of those weird wrestling concessions. You just okay, let's let's all pretend like because this is a thing. It did look amazing. It no, looked great. But that's the point, yeah. is it looked good. Yeah. But then you stop and go, mechanically, this doesn't work. This doesn't do anything. Yeah. Other than it's awkward because she now has a piece of metal between her legs right up against her crotch. <laughs> like that's all. That's all. that's there. Like I mean, there yeah. might be some uncomfortableness there because that ladder probably chafed a little. Getting right in your up legs. might be a little harder. Maybe like, it, maybe that's the point because it was a last woman standing match. Maybe it's because she wanted to get her down with metal wrapped around her. Well, no, they, maybe to make her harder to get. Well, up. they played the whole. Well, you know, doing it through the ladder is going to hurt her worse. And I'm like, no. Yeah, really no. I'm I'm just trying to make some <laughs> sense of it. Nope. It's just one of those things you got to go. Okay, it's a wrestling thing. Let's just. Let's just accept yeah. it and move on with our lives. But uh, it's, it was a great match. And again, Becky was the heel here, but Becky is so loved that she can't be the heel. Like, right. people booed Charlotte. I, I want it to work. And I, I feel like it's starting to come into its own with the whole Ronda thing, but the the introduction to it was messy. Well, though, it didn't like, work. The only thing they messed up on it was when they first turned her heel, she did the You Never Believed in Me fans. Oh, and they didn't have And the fans were like, nah, bro, we had you. And they, they, they to, to their fairness, WWE went, oh, we've messed up. The fans are so behind her. 
that her heel turn didn't mm-hmm. really work the way we wanted. I have an idea, and now, like in a weird way, people have literally been calling her the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was just about like, to say, it feels like she's leaning that after way. After Monday, yeah. where she had the bloody face picture and stuff, oh, people were like side by siding Stone Cold in his bloodied face. From I can't wait to talk the last about man standing match yeah. and her bloody face, and like she is like, it's like you can be an evil jerk. We love you anyway. Yeah, and then like it's really working for her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you know, so I'm super behind Becky. Anyway, I was already behind Becky way back when. Yeah. But so it was and I love super Charlotte super Flair. Charlotte Flair is an extraordinary talent in the women's division. I like Charlotte, but I feel like they put too much emphasis on her mm-hmm. in a way. I feel like they let her do too much, and to, like to so- her to her detriment. Not anything else. Like the Oscar stuff. Like yeah. Oscar was a big deal, and they just kind of crapped on Oscar, and they've done nothing good with her since because she lost to Charlotte, and yeah. like. There was so much they could have done with that that they just wasted. And then they and turned then, right around and did the whole Carmella thing. The face turn has also seemed to hurt her a lot. Well, that was, like I said, like one of the big things is going into this match, a lot of people didn't see Becky as the heel. They saw Charlotte as the heel. Yeah. Because like people were literally like, you know, if you really think about it, Charlotte's being an arrogant jerk. Becky's the one who's actually kind of in the right. That's kind of how people have justified it. And then when you see the poster stuff they did, for this match, they like did the the match. Becky's got the like uplifting, like look at me, I'm the champ face, and Charlotte has this like I'm the queen thing. Yeah. So Charlotte looks like the heel in the promotional stuff. If you didn't know the story and you were like, oh, there's a match happening, and you saw it, and you're like a casual wrestling fan, you would think that Charlotte was the bad guy and Becky yeah. was the good guy. Looking at how they they prefaced it. So I think they understood that at the end of the day, going into this match, Charlotte was the bad guy, mm-hmm. no matter how you looked at it. So yeah. I think they're really kind of coming around on that, which is rare for them because sometimes they'll just be like, "Nope, blah blah blah, we're not, we can't hear you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I feel like, and we'll probably we'll talk about this a little bit when we get to Crown Jewel. I feel like. Shane and Stephanie are getting a little bit more run of the place these days with some of the stuff that's been going on with with some of the fan uh, with, with them listening more to the fans these days, uh, which a lot of what wrestling storylines are built out of is the fans opinion. But at the same time, like you said, a lot of times WWE would go like, nah, we're going to do our own goddamn thing. Well, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of talk about Triple H being the head of NXT. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who's, like, in charge of it. Which is and it's considered to be the best the reasons, thing. Yeah. So everyone's super excited for him to eventually kick Vince out of the office and take over completely because everyone expects WWE to become wrestling utopia. Yeah. Because Vince is the one that everyone blames for anything bad. Like, he, it was his idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We'll find out. Yeah. When Triple H does eventually get to take charge, but I think uh, I think this match was really good for where it was awkward and where it did drag. Overall, I enjoyed it. They pulled off the first ever last woman standing match, which is hilarious because it's not. But whatever, it's not. They had a last man, last woman standing match in NXT, but they don't okay. count NXT. Of course, like yeah. when they do their first evers and stuff, mm-hmm. NXT stuff doesn't count. Like for whatever reason, because they even it's really weird. Because when you think about it, they do this whole thing where they're like, 
that's NXT. Welcome to WWE. Yeah. Like they're two separate. They treat their own property like and I'm like a, a NXT, shitty indie promotion. Like NXT is still WWE. It's actually yeah. the show that everyone likes best. Like what the hell? Yeah, but, that's weird. But uh, finally, we had the main event of the night, which was Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's Championship. And this is where. Uh, I, I feel like it's a good time to, to get into kind of an update. On the last episode uh, we did about WrestleMania, we talked about Ronda Rousey and where we think she's going. Now she's got months in, and I feel like it's time to revisit that and, and see what we think about where she is now. What progress has she made? Um, I feel like she's she's good. She's gotten good. Yeah, I like where she's at. She's definitely better character-wise. She's not just, I'm all smiles, I'm all angry. Although she still smiles too she much. She still smiles too much for her character. She still wears way too much face makeup. Mm. That's weird. And her outfit's still too skimpy. That she's she's gotta constantly adjusting during every match. That bothers me. I feel like you need to figure out something with your outfit that doesn't make yeah. you feel like the need to adjust it. If you feel like stuff's riding up too much and it's showing too much, get a different material, mm. get a longer piece of, of gear, whatever. Just stop adjusting so much. But I I agree with you on her character progression, especially that, especially when it comes to on mic prowess. Well, yeah. Paul Heyman's been writing her promos apparently. Really? Because she feels like he's the best one to work with, and she gets his character the most because he's worked with an MMA guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to expect some good stuff there, even even when there's duds like the recent millennial man thing she did with Becky. Yeah, it's so weird. Because they're both the same age, so that millennial <laughs> stuff doesn't work. Plus, you're kind of like attacking part of your audience, too. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. funny, too, because like, people are like, Rhonda just sounds like an old man saying, get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah. Like, but they're the same age. Becky's technically a little older than Rhonda, I believe, because I think mm-hmm. Becky's born in like January of 87 or something yeah. and Rhonda's like February or March of 87 <laughs> so Becky's like a few months older so if anyone's a millennial it's Rhonda uh, and and that really hilarious because like Becky's fire back was like yeah I got broken in the face and I you know I, I didn't get to fight you or whatever and you're whining about that because you're calling me a quitter she's like but you got broken in the face and you cried in the corner for like months yeah and it was, everybody was like Ooh. but Rhonda as a character Rhonda as an actress Rhonda as a wrestler has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like her biggest problem at this point, I think, I think she sells too much. She's too rough for somebody for sure. who. Well, also she's. They've made comments about she's kind of green in the way she's. People are hitting the ground a little too hard on some of her judo throws, and she's concussed a couple people, and you know, yeah. eh, kind of. And it's about understandable. That. I mean, I mean, she was an incredibly tough performer in the MMA there's a reason she gained her celebrity up to that point yeah and it's unfortunate the way it ended for her, but she's a tough woman and she's used to real fights and in the build-up to this match they did the double arm bar onto the two Bellas she like mm-hmm. stacked them and arm barbed them both and it was the unlike the double sharpshooter was not a thing that worked it didn't sell visually. Well. Yeah. It didn't work the way like it, so everyone expected a double arm bar here and thankfully they didn't do it. 
But like I said, I think she sells too much for her opponents. Like she gets mm-hmm. beat up too much for her baddest woman on the planet. Moniker. There was that one time where they really did go in on her ribs, and you felt like okay, she's appropriately selling it because she's they've been battered uh, yeah. for weeks now. Uh, but she seemed to do something similar in this match, and it's like, come on, I, 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 like Nikki Bella is Nikki Bella, but Nikki Bella is also Nikki Bella. So I, I will say this for the match: Ronda has uh, the flaw in Ronda's character that I don't have a huge like of is she hulks up. She literally does the I you like beat me that. at. You beat me up, and then suddenly I get mad, I snap, I beat you up, I win. I've like, always been a sucker for that with Hogan, and I, I, I just, I'm I just getting the same like, thing here. I just feel like she's better than that. I feel like mm-hmm. she could be better than that. She doesn't need that beat up for a while, then suddenly snap and just win. I, don't, I feel like yeah. she could really build a good match beyond yeah. that. Now, the thing is, Nikki Bella is not a great wrestler. No, and, and in this she's match... She's never going to be. In this match, she proved why she's the best of the Divas division, in my opinion. Well, I mean, from her time period, she was one of the better wrestlers, which isn't saying a lot of good, because no. they were not... Those women, it's not a, not a detriment to them, not in any way put them down, but those women were not hired for the wrestling talent. They were not, not at all. indie workers, they were not trained wrestlers, they were models who became wrestlers. Yeah. And Nikki Bella, in her defense, fairness, whatever you want to call it, like you look at Nikki Bella starting of the Bella Twins versus now, like she's came a long way mm-hmm. and is a respectable wrestler. Yeah, I feel like she can hang with a lot of the current actual wrestling women. Yeah, no, she's never going to be an amazing wrestler. No, she's never going to be equal to Ruby Riot or uh, Kyrie Sane, Baszler. You know. Tony Storm and Io Shirai. God, no. Yeah, she's not up there. <laughs> you know, all those like girls like that. Uh, even like Dakota Kai and from NXT and uh, Rhea Ripley and a lot of those girls. Like, just you're just she's never going to be those girls. She's mm-hmm. never going to be that kind of wrestler, and that's okay because she's fits a different section of, of of character type. Yeah, and she's a decent wrestler for what she is. Yeah, I'm not saying she was terrible in this. I'm just saying um, that when when Ronda is as green as she is, and and in my opinion, she stood out as out uh, like out of Becky's league or uh, I'm sorry, Nikki's league in this match. Uh, that just shows you where Nikki Bella belongs in in the timeline. But I uh, but the match itself was basically what I expected it to be. It was. Ronda was going to kill her with no repercussions because there was no way they were going to pretend Nikki Bella could fight her equally. They cheated a bunch. They got Ronda on the defensive. Yeah. Ronda way oversold getting beat up for way too long. It just yeah. dragged on forever. Before yeah, she finally got mad, did her angry face, did her weird judo throw Samoan drop thing that she does. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, but it's cool looking. <laughs> I, I do think it's cool looking. Um, then she put her in the arm bar. She immediately tapped. That's that's game. Like yeah. I mean, that's that's really been Ronda's matches for the most part. It's Ronda goes in. Ronda starts like toying with them because she's like, I'm so mean. I'm better than you. Then mm-hmm. she gets dicked over somehow by some cheat or something. Then she spends the next thirty to forty percent of the match like almost crying, beat up really bad until she finally just gets angry, makes the an angry face. Does like a couple of suplexes or something? Would you say she's the women's division's John Cena? 
Like it's that's a fair assessment yeah. because it's a similar match style he used to have John back Cena. in the day. <laughs> but I mean, it's just that's I mean, this match yeah. was everything it was supposed to be. I will say this: I was surprised they let Nikki hit her finisher on her, yeah, and let her kick out of that. Now I'm I mean, I'm not surprised Ronda kicked out because I knew Ronda was winning this no matter what. But the fact that they let Nikki actually hit her finisher, the Rack Attack 2.0, which I'm like, why do you even call it that? What the hell? Like, meh. Yeah. But anyway, like, like they have to <laughs> say the whole. Podcast. They have to say the whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah. But um, the fact that they let her hit her finisher and let Ronda kick out of that was pretty. Uh, it was uh, a nice thing for Ronda. I think. I think that's a really good build for her. Mm-hmm. Because they've made such a big deal of Nikki's finishing move that I feel like letting Ronda eat it and still kick out was a big deal, especially after all the cheating and stuff. But again, like I said, the, the ending of this match was not a surprise to anyone who's paid any attention to Ronda's matches at right. this point. She um, was enjoyable which, to watch. In this which is the exciting part about Survivor Series and her match with Becky getting changed. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that now. I know we were going to probably talk about that towards the end of the show, but I feel like this is a good good time to transition. So, uh, Becky versus Ronda was happening as Survivor Series champion Mm. champion. Um, Amongst the champion champion matches, there's one of the two big ones. Uh, They were also doing Styles Lesnar Part 2, but that's changed now since Daniel Bryan's WWE champion. They literally changed it up, made Bryan a heel. So now we have heel Bryan versus heel Lesnar, nobody wants Lesnar as champion, yada yada, with the whole crown jewel reign stuff. Um, so there's all that happening. And then Becky, who's like I said, on fire right now, does this amazing ending to Raw where she attacks Ronda, puts in the arm Which, bar. Wow, when that started happening, like. You're just like, what's going I on? I was so. Uh, like, I was fired up. I was like, whoa, wait. So what? all the women from SmackDown in, invade and attack the women's. Survivor Series yeah. came from Raw, and it's the good old invasion that you get every year, but it's this time it's women instead of everybody. And I guess they canceled the men. They were going to do a men one, but they decided not to in favor of making this the big good part. Good call. Because so many people were so excited about Ronda and Becky that all the other matches on Survivor Series, like, nobody cares about I'm absolutely match. invested in this. And, and had they done that men, it would have just been boring. I, so, I don't care. So they <laughs> yeah. they do this match, and during this... Out of nowhere, Becky Lynch is just covered in blood. And who and was they it? slowed it, it down, and they showed it was Nia Jax. It was punched, Nia Jax, okay. Punched her straight in the face and broke her face. Yeah. It's like her, her bone under her jaw, her jaw area, like her cheek and her nose yeah. area. And gave her a concussion. But Becky is just covered in blood. Rhonda comes out, hurt arm and all, and Becky just wallops her with a chair. And they end the show with Becky just like, yeah, what's up, bitch? Up in the crowd. With blood on her face. Yeah. Like, it was an amazing visual. It was so it was Everyone was so hyped for it. Yeah. And then they had to reveal that Becky, unfortunately, had a broken face and a concussion and couldn't do the match. And people are pissed. And people are pissed at Nia Jax over this, is what I mentioned earlier. Like, yeah. people want her fired. People want her gone. So this was all going to kind of transition during this all happening with Nia eventually getting that title shot against Rousey and them finishing what they started in Bliss, cashed in Money in the Bank. So that's up in the air now because no one knows what's going to happen and there's a lot of talk of Nia Jax getting into trouble over this because this is the SummerSlam match people wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Or Survivor Series. Damn it, you messed me up. <laughs> you have <laughs> slam stuff. I'm uh, affecting him. <laughs> but long term, though, 
so she picked on SmackDown. She picked Charlotte to replace her mm-hmm. in a kayfabe breaking moment. She hugged her. Pretty everyone's pretty sure the hug's unscripted because it's just the way it happens. And then she basically is like, "Oh, don't worry, Ronda. I'm gonna beat your ass. We're gonna get this. It just ain't gonna be right now because I'm not allowed to compete." Mm-hmm. And that's where all this talk of is this going to be the the WrestleMania main event? This is that women's main event they've been like teasing for a while now. Now the Roman Reigns is gone, so he's not going to main event for once, right? <laughs> for like five WrestleManias in a row. <laughs> uh, but they're like, maybe they're going to finally do that. And if it's Ronda versus Becky, like people are just so hyped for this that they want it. They want it real bad. And oh, I yeah. really do. I think this would be this would be a great first ever WrestleMania main event women's match. It barring any unforeseen injury or family drama or whatever, there is no reason not to. And and the only thing that would put this in doubt in my opinion would make it a problem is if for whatever reason Becky doesn't recover. Like mm-hmm. something long term is bad. But there's some talk that that's not the case that they don't think it's a long term problem. Because Becky didn't drop the title. They yeah. didn't go, hey, she's injured. She just dropped the title. Usually if they're they're injured for real and it's going to be a long-term out, Yeah, they drop the title pretty and much immediately. By now, we would know if it was Yeah, if it was like long-term. But it was a concussion and it was the, the broken face thing, which is not super bad. It's not like orbital bone type deal where you're out yeah. for like six months or something. So most likely, WrestleMania being only, what, six months away? It's April and we're in November, so five months yeah, away, five, five six months. months. Um, she should be good by then, um, even if it's a longer-term damage. Uh, so people are just super excited for this idea, and I hope I don't know that they'll actually do it or not, but I would love to see it. I think it'll be amazing, and it'll be the best. I think it'll be the best test of Ronda Rousey yeah. in a match, and that was the long-term. thing. Uh, not only was the build-up really good and, and really hype-building, but just where I have been a fan and an advocate of Ronda Rousey since she came in, uh, watching her grow and starting to come into her own and gain more ring prowess, this, like you said, was a test for her, and that's what I was really looking forward to for Survivor Series, was seeing if Ronda is as good as I think she is. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, because if you look at her opponent list... Her singles matches. Mm-hmm. It's been Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and Nikki Bella. Which I was, I was really and I surprised. I think she had a match with a, Alicia Fox. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that Raw one where she damn near killed the girl. Uh, but I was really surprised with Alexa Bliss though, because I was thinking like, okay, what can Alexa Bliss really do? We're talking about another divas wrestler here. And that's how I saw her, and then in that match. I got. I have a whole new opinion on Alexa Bliss. Well, see, I, Alexa Bliss is a fine wrestler, but she's more of a promo girl. She's better mm-hmm. for that. Oh, she's great. And that's the yeah. thing is, like, if you look at that list of prior of her matches up to this point, it's literally been this list of Nia Jax, who's not that great and kind of green still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Fox, who's not that great and just never yeah. will be. She's just not a great wrestler. Uh, nothing against the girl, but she's she's a good character. Again, her crazy character works really well, and she's got some good moments, but she's just not a great wrestler. Yeah. Um. You got Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Alexa Bliss is the third one, mm-hmm. and she's not a massively awesome wrestler. She's okay. 
she's flexible and does some cool stuff. But for the most yeah. part, she's not great. She's nothing head turning, and I don't really care for her like as a wrestler. But maybe she's a good she she's a good out. promo. Maybe she stood out as much as I'm. I'm thinking she did because she was in there with Ronda in like her second. Yeah, and, and then you have <laughs> and then you have uh, Nikki, who's obviously like I said, not, yeah, we've not great. Uh, so you you literally have her four singles matches that I can think of, like four big singles run matches or or setups, and it's all against these girls who are like not really considered to be great wrestlers. And then this was going to be her attempt, her her chance to fight someone that we think is a great wrestler. Now, fair, still going to be that because Charlotte is considered yes. to be one of the best wrestlers they have. So her and Charlotte, which was originally the WrestleMania dream match everyone expected for Rousey, is now the Survivor Series match that's kind of a throwaway. And it's going to be the test of how great is Rousey with somebody who can work. Yeah, I'm still very excited to see this And match. that's the reason I want to see it, is I want to see what can Rousey do with someone who can work. Mm-hmm. Someone who's got character, someone who's got uh, her setup, she, she knows what she's doing, she's athletic, she's good. She's bred for she's, the business. Yeah, she's done, she can do all these things. So now, what does Rousey's matches look like with somebody like that? Yeah. Instead of all these other girls. It would be very and interesting. by doing this... That match is done, so it's no longer this dream match people wanted when she first came in, because now Becky's the dream match everyone wants. Mm-hmm. So now we get to build hype for that. That we have months, even to more do. hype. Yeah, like yeah. we we had very little time, but we were very hyped for very little time. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was that kind of explosive. It's, as it, shit. it happened that quick, and I'm excited for it. So I, I and I love everything Becky Lynch is doing now. I'm I'm super excited that they're doing great things with her. This is the first time so, I've cared about a Twitter war between characters. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I usually discard all of that when they when they yeah. pop up the tweets and shit. But this is the first time I was like, oh shit, she yeah. nailed her on Twitter. Yeah. Oh man, they've been spitting fire. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, like I said, it's just super excited about all that. So so we're I'm excited to see what she where she comes out. Yeah. Uh, now I think it's time, uh, not necessarily a Fallen Heroes segment for this episode, because uh, the guy didn't die, but we it's have It's all downhill it. from here. It's all downers for the rest of the episode. Yo, so, oh, yeah. So like, if you want happy wrestling news, start we're, now. We're empiring this shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we, we did get the unfortunate news uh, that Roman Reigns... Uh, leukemia diagnosis came through yep. uh, uh, second time he's dealing with this in his yep. life he had it 11 years ago yeah and uh and i've never been a big roman reigns fan i've said it on this podcast several times i uh, have and i have also said that <laughs> yeah um but still you don't want to see this for him uh he has to drop the title right after winning it finally uh, <laughs> and then brock got it back oh my f- that God. and uh, that was the worst thing about him dropping the title is you knew making exactly poop out of more poop was gonna <laughs> yeah I, so now we got to deal with him again well no i thought i thought maybe just maybe they'd let yeah. ron have it but we'll get to yeah. in just a second uh but it was a very emotional night I, like again not being a roman reigns fan i found myself getting choked up and the, watching the reactions the thing, and stuff. the thing about the reigns leukemia that i think is important to note is the amount of cross-promotional love from other wrestlers yeah like even people he had beef with on twitter whether that was fake or not even like other promotions like new japan made statements wishing him well and basically saying hey you got this yeah you know and all that and it's it's nice seeing that because back in the days of wcw wwf 
you never saw that. No, like no, someone, no. they could be like, "Our champion's dying right now," and the other promotion would have been like, "Good, I hope you all die." And they they really dropped the mask and and showed support and and there was, was that humanity moment right after uh, the break because he comes out and he gives his speech and they meets uh, the the shield up on the the ramp and it goes to break and Rollins well, we, is crying it was yeah it that was tough and then what really broke me on the whole thing was when we come back and you see that and we're looking at what was it was Michael Cole. Um, what's the Corey other Graves? Yeah, Corey Graves and, uh, and uh, Renee Young. Renee Young and Renee Young and Corey Graves have obviously been crying. He's still choking up when he's trying to talk. It didn't feel like what they were saying was scripted. It felt like they were just hearing that news. For well, the first from what time. I understand, backstage news wise, yeah, nobody knew about that yeah. until he came out and made that statement. Nobody in the back knew. Only class management. act on the company too, letting him do it in his own way. It was really weird because he made the uh, "my name's not actually Roman, it's Joe" yeah. statement, which was just kind of odd, like out of nowhere. I feel like it's something he needed to do to show them that this was this is real, this is not a bit. And, and you know, and that's the thing that I kind of hate about wrestling fans. I hate about all fan bases. Because there are so many people that were like, oh, this is all work. This is just a work. It's all part of the storyline. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, dude. That was, that was him going, hey, I'm possibly And that's dying. also, that's just a problem with humanity in general where people don't want to accept the truth. And well, they don't want the bad like, just, thing to be real. The worst thing about any any kind of property is the fans. They're just, mm-hmm. as, as a fan, I agree with that because I've had talks with wrestling fans or Marvel fans or whatever and it's just sometimes things that you say you're just like why are you being an asshole? For me right now it's Star Wars. Star Wars fans Ugh, are, they're like like right now they're the worst of the worst like everybody agrees. I, I've gotten to a point where I will literally if, if a conversation is going into that dickhead territory I'll be I will end it and say shut the fuck up and let me love what I love and if they keep going I just walk away I'm done. But, you're uh, like you can have critiques of the shit, but yeah. don't be a jerk about it. That's yeah, that's a big right. thing. And and yeah, it is prevalent in the wrestling world too. Uh, but yeah, this really sucked. Um, uh, like I said, not never been a big in ring fan, but uh, I have seen. I think um, uh, it was a recent episode or so. I don't think it was the WrestleMania episode, but I, I I did say recently that I finally started seeing what everyone was seeing in him uh, in comparison to the Undertaker, his in ring work. So it was even starting to kind of come around, at least in his matches, and uh, it, it's unfortunate that it when, all went down this when way. they weren't riding him terribly, when they weren't giving him crap. And he was able to just do his own thing. Mm-hmm. He was so much better. Yeah, like they just wrote him terrible promos and made him do them because WB so heavy handed about that. And then you know they're just it's just too much of the same crap. Mm-hmm. They're they they just treated him wrong. And I think that had they not and they just let it do natural, I think he could have been better than what they wanted. And we, and we saw everything. that. In this leukemia announcement, this was yeah, him. Yeah, this was him talking, and he's a good talker. And he sold like to. he sold me when he said he's gonna be back. Like this is not a retirement speech, and I'm like, you know what? I fucking believe you. Yeah, like I feel like I'm gonna see I, you. I on will the say show this. Again. Yeah, leukemia got him over way better than anything that WB tried to do with him. And when he does come back, 
and I hope he does. Yeah. The moment he makes his return, as long as they don't do it stupidly, and if he does a surprise return, you you want to see a pop. You want to see the building come off, the roof come off the building. That man will get that. Oh, yeah. He will get the biggest reaction any wrestler ever if he comes back within the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, like, it will be the biggest thing. And it will be amazing. And I it's, hope that we see it's that. It's something to look forward to. I really hope sure. we see yeah. that. Um, well, moving on from there, uh, something I was actually kind of looking forward to because I'm I'm into the whole tournament Ooh. thing. I, I love I love a good wrestling tournament. I liked I love Kurt Angle and he was in here and everything. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Crown Jewel, uh, which is just riddled with problems. One one of the Two bigger ones, I think, uh, were John Cena and Daniel Bryan backing out of the show uh, due to, and we're not going to get political on the, I hate getting political on this show, but you can't talk about this without talking about the why, and it's the Khashoggi situation uh, with the Saudi government and, and that whole thing. If which you is, wanted, Which has gotten worse, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I keep up on... I don't like I, getting I, I, political. I, said, I didn't know I if you knew. Yeah. But, like, it even looks worse now, so WWE's really gotten some hell for this. Yeah. And they made a big deal of... They stopped talking about where the event was taking place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they dropped the, the term... Or the title Saudi Arabia from everything. Uh, but like if you're not Crown Jewel happening somewhere, <laughs> yeah, it's over there. Don't worry about it. It'll be on the network. Watch it there. <laughs> don't don't come up to where we so, are. So controversial uh, point number one for Crown Jewel. Well, I do want I do want to say if you're not aware of the Khashoggi situation, you want to get informed. There are any number of YouTube videos you can watch. I personally suggest watching uh, Philip DeFranco's coverage on it. That's where I've been informed. Uh, murder, folks. There was murder. There was murder. An and American. so if you're if you're enticed by murder and controversy, check this story out. But we're going to go ahead and talk about so this shit. Speaking first. of controversy, the yeah. show had extra because, of course, they did. Yeah. They snuck Hulk Hogan back onto the show without yeah. any prior warning, although there was rumors it was happening. So Hogan comes back, makes his triumphant return to the WWE, despite all of the bad things that's happened. And he does it on Crown Jewel, and people are super mad. Because they're like, oh, you're already mad. You're already doing stuff we don't like, but now you did something extra we're really controversial about. And, now and then I'm, they're all mad Like when people are complaining about it. They're like, don't talk about it. I'm going to be the weird voice on this one. Because, okay, yeah, but Hogan did some bad shit. And uh, Terry Balea, uh, it, and, and okay, let, let me say this. <laughs> I love Hulk Hogan. I, I am a huge fan of, you know, the red and yellow and, and all of the old stuff and everything. I loved his return when he came back and fought The Rock and the NWO and then how that all went. Uh, I even, it was silly and stupid, but I loved the Mr. America stuff and everything. Good stuff. I'm a Hogan fan. And it really, it really was bullshit what happened. And yet he's a shit guy. And I really tried to remain a fan of Hulk Hogan and hate Terry Bollea. But someone pointed out, actually, uh, Sean King from our other show, Why We're Not Writers, uh, pointed out to me that there's no difference in the two anymore because for years, for, for decades now, Terry Bollea hasn't seen himself as Terry Bollea. He has seen and presented himself in and outside of the ring as Hulk Hogan. When you see... Terry Bollea walking around, that's not him, that's Hulk Hogan. 
and he's always on like that and stuff. So this controversy is just as much on Hulk Hogan as it is Terry Balea. And so now I've come to this side where I'm like, fuck, I really want to be excited that Hulk Hogan just showed up on Crown Jewel and he's coming out and doing the pose down and he's saying, you, what you gonna do, brother? Did you just say Crown Jewel? I don't know. Is this what <laughs> they got really out? into what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is, I didn't. And I hate that. I hate that he came out and I wasn't Here's Over the, the moon. I, again, I know you don't want to get political, but here's the best iron, irony of the whole situation. Because he came out to real American. And it's just, if you really look at the situation... You could have done the Jimi Hendrix music. You could have. But he came out to real American, and you just look at the whole situation and you go... Oh, no. You, man. You know what? <laughs> Even the Jimi Hendrix music would have been weird because the, the racist connotations uh, applied to him now. Like, oh yeah, my God, there's no winning. Oh, it's a whole bag of, oh my God. <laughs> and I hear there's supposed to be this whole NWO return and shit. They did. They did something. Well, they did the thing, but I heard something about it, like behind the scenes they're planning on the three of them coming after this I don't think it's gonna happen but uh, plus I don't even want to see Scott Hall like Hogan's one thing it's mired in bullshit and I fucking love Kevin Nash but uh, Scott Hall we're, we're kind of done with that aren't we well uh, I mean the whole lot of them are just kind of in a bad way you know? yeah but I think the biggest thing to talk about for Crown Jewel was obviously because the show overall was bland. Well, okay, so tournament. build up to Crown Jewel, they did something really stupid. They had the tournament to crown the best in the world, world tournament of worlds. Yeah, let's talk about the tournament. <clears throat> so yeah. first of all, they had this tournament to determine the best in the world, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are like, "Is that a CM Punk knock?" Because he called himself the best in the world. Yeah. And they even had that on SmackDown when Shane McMahon was announcing it. And it's like uh, the crowd started chanting CM Punk. Yeah, I was because like, I don't was think he's stick- in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. But like, so it's like this whole thing was kind of a big knock on him to begin with, maybe, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like, let it go, first yeah. of all. But here's the thing this determining the best in the world was entirely fielded by Americans. Right. Yeah. Like, the only people that were not American who had a chance to be in the tournament was Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. And both of them got knocked out before getting into the you actual think, tournament. Uh, you don't think Rey Mysterio would have... He's from America. Even if he's Mexican-American. Oh, okay. He's from, like, California yeah, or something. Saying, yeah. But they're all Americans. Like, there was... The Japanese guy didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal, who's Canadian, technically. Rusev, who I really Rusev, thought was going to get yeah, in. Yeah, Rusev didn't get in. Like, all of these important, like, the few non-Americans they had weren't in. John Cena auto got in, then got auto-outed when he decided, I don't want to do this, yeah. this controversy. So Bobby Lashley got put in. Guess what? American. Yeah. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan. The, uh, well, he wasn't in the tournament, but. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, he was in the title match. Yeah. And then they just did that ahead of time. And they did it on that week's SmackDown. Because he was like, I ain't going. So it was then, a pretty good match. So then though. we got Samoa Joe back in there versus AJ. Which was, again, like, uh, you guys finished this. You literally yeah. had him tap out, but then he lost again. So, like, nothing really important happened here. Mm-hmm. The big important thing from the tournament was they even ruined the ending with the... They're supposedly yeah. building up to this Miz face turn. 
uh, Shane heel turn, but now yeah. Daniel turned heel, so I don't know what's going on. Because there they, were no standout moments in the tournament itself. They removed, yeah. like, like coming on for Survivor Series, they removed Daniel Bryan from that. They did the thing with AJ where he took the title and became a heel. Yeah, what the fuck? And then they just, like, ignored all that and all this stuff. Like, I don't know really what's going on with the stuff um, backstage. I don't know what, what's being responded to and shit's getting shuffled. Yeah, it's But in the chaotic. end of this, they had Shane McMahon... Out of nowhere, after all this bullshit, replace Miz in the finale and win the time the tournament and become the best in the world which with is, his one win at the very end. Which is why I say this is why I feel like Shane and Stephanie are getting more run in the place because this feels like a Shane McMahon decision. Shane's like, I should be the champ. I should be the best in the world. <laughs> But I'm just like... It's my time. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? What are you doing, Shane? It's so stupid. Like, you, don't need, you shouldn't even I mean, be here. Like, I don't mind Shane. I yeah, like Shane I, as, a, I, as a third I am character. entertained by him. And I don't mind him having matches once a year at WrestleMania where he can jump off something really yeah, cool sure, and cool. kill himself. Like, I, cool. We're, we're cool with that. We're cool to see you do the, the coast-to-coast once a year. Yeah. Sure. But... It's like what? What's next? Are we not gonna get Becky in the women's main event of WrestleMania, and you're gonna put yourself there? <laughs> <laughs> what? Steph, Stephanie might. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, God. Yeah. But uh, you know, oh, I was part of the whole first ever women's main event of WrestleMania. Not didn't shock me. Yeah. But so this match happens, and it's it's this that whole tournament happens is a shit show to begin with, and a shit show when they end, and and it ended in crappy controversy. Then the Braun Strowman Brock Lesnar vacant uh, universal yeah. title happens, and we're and supposed to be impressed that he got up after five f five. Well, I mean, it was a big deal they built Roman on that, so now now Brock Braun. Well, that it. I feel like that's why it's not a big deal. Also, it's an important. It's an well, yeah. no one had done it up to that point. Now yeah. Braun's repeated it, so they're like Braun's the next Roman. But then they're the whole like they did the thing where Baron screwed him and hit him with the title, and then he ate mm-hmm. the f fives and lost, and it was real. Quick match, and it was just a waste of time. It's the same match you get from Brock Lesnar every fucking time. And I'm I'm so tired of Lesnar, and I want him to go away so bad forever, yeah. forever. Um, but so this all happens, and that's meh. But it's okay because because this show's such a shit show that in the record books we don't see Braun Strowman's first ever win for the title at Saudi Arabia. We'll see it potentially WrestleMania, potentially yeah. Royal Rumble. Whatever, because because they did he he came out on Raw and he basically he confronted Stephanie McMahon. He said, "I want another like, shot at that," and he got everything he wanted, but they didn't say when. It was a yeah. They made it a don't screw up Survivor Series and kill Corbin before that. So what I figure will happen is Survivor Series, Corbin screws over the team or screws over Strowman one way or the other. Then next pay per view, Braun kills Corbin. Then. Royal Rumble, Braun gets his title shot. And then Brock doesn't work to Rumble. Yeah. Because Brock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he even works Rumble, I mean, it may not be to fucking WrestleMania. I mean, are we supposed to be uh, impressed that you've shown up on Raw twice now? Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed that he showed up <laughs> twice. I'm like, you, you're his bl- way his too His bar is so damn low now. It, it is. <laughs> like, you're like, holy crap, you've made two Raw appearances? And you got on mic? This wow. Was, yeah, this wasn't even just a pay-per-view. You were at a Raw, like two yeah. of them. 
in a row, like Jesus. within a certain time period. You think maybe that was the deal? Like, we'll give you the title back, but you, you got to come here. Showing up. You actually got to come to work more often. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go to work. But so that match happened. It's like nobody cares. Yeah, that, uh, that's literally all you could say. Even like, Brock, like that's the worst part is even Brock Lesnar fans are unhappy that Brock Lesnar is back again. Yeah, because he's never there. Like it's a waste, and his matches are so lackluster. Which is why I was a little excited about Survivor Series Brock versus AJ Part Two because it's one of the matches he's tried in. Mm-hmm. However, he may try with Brian because Brian is also a now, match that he's talked about. Yeah, uh, do you have any insight on why that? Happened? It's another dream match that they wanted to do with Lesnar and Brian. It really, really? is. They're from they wrestled I'm in the far same. More excited by AJ. But here's that. the thing that's bad about Brian Lesnar. Lesnar is another one of those happy-go-lucky give concussion machines. Mm-hmm. He's given quite a few people concussions with his his German suplexes and his F fives. Yeah, he's just rough. Brian's career almost ended over concussions. Yeah, he's back from that. You put him in with a guy who's really well known for well, giving concussions. And then I mean, even on the other side of things, the not behind the scenes things look. Look at what Brock did to Braun Strowman, the odds-on favorite. And I get it. Daniel Bryan is the underdog scrappy dude, and he's good. I like him. But, but no, he's not going to win. This is pointless. But the thing is, neither was AJ. That's the the beauty I here. I, I feel like the AJ weird, stood more of a chance. At but, least. but the beauty of this is we don't have to see AJ get killed twice. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, again, literally AJ Brock was the best Brock match in like 20 years. Yeah. And Brock literally was like, I want to work with him and I want to wrestle, wrestle him, not go out and throw a few German suplexes in an F5. So he worked with AJ and actually was enthused about his job, which is rare. Um, Hopefully, because Brian's a good wrestler, hopefully we see that again. We see somebody else wrestle... Lesnar like put his all into actually wrestling. Yeah. And here's the thing I want to see and a lot of people want to see. I want to see the F5 turned into the yes lock. Ooh, yeah, that I want to see that counter happen. I want to see Brock's F5 get turned into a move. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to have him get up and turn that into a, a suplex of some sort. And that's fine because it'll look cool yeah. and it'll look like both guys will look good. Uh, anytime they have a good series of counters like that, don't get me wrong. It's I good. I hope it's a good match. I, I do. I'm being hopeful for this because of who's involved. I'm just I'm just not going to get my hopes up about it. You know. <laughs> I mean that's that's fine. <laughs> it's Brock. I, I honestly would rather have him gone than anything. But yeah. This is the you know only what? The, the best <clears throat> match they could possibly have is that Daniel Bryan comes down to the ring and then Paul Heyman comes out and says Brock quit, and they bring anyone else out. They they literally bring out one of the Singh brothers. That would <laughs> that would be the best Brock Lesnar Speaking uh, Daniel Singh Bryan brothers, match. So I guess there's rumors that Brock Lesnar has backstage heat for how he gets treated and how he treats people because during no. mon- during Monday as the lead up to Survivor Series when Brock did may show up, mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal and, and his cronies came out and you know yada yada yeah yeah and for whatever reason because I'm like are they trying to make Brock the good guy because he's gonna beat up Jinder. Because no one likes Jinder? What the hell? Yeah. And then, well, during that match, he threw one of the Singh brothers with a German suplex, and he, like, launched the dude like a dart. Yeah. And he hit really <laughs> bad. 
And people apparently were like, what the hell, man? You almost hurt him for real. You need to be careful. And I guess there's like a lot of backstage like, Brock, you're too dangerous. Why are you here? Screw off. Like, yeah. And, I, and I, if that's true, I hope it is. I hope that people are telling him how it is and they're not letting him be like that. Cause because it, it feels like up until recently, he's he's just been getting away with whatever he wants. He can show up when he wants. He can hurt whoever he wants, whatever. And now it feels like they he gave up the title and now they have control of something he wants. And they're using that to be like, okay, yeah, you got to show up. You got to fuck off on this whole, like, being too rough with people thing. Uh, you better start playing by the rules because we don't need you. But, yeah, so that happened. So, ending of the show is the big hyped DX versus Brothers of Destruction. Oh, God. And when I say I hyped, wanted this to be good. They hyped it, but I literally gave not even half a shit. Like I love everyone involved. Here. Yeah, I do. But well, they're all done. And it's it's not as extreme of a situation with Hulk Hogan, but it's the same situation. Whereas I want to be, ex- I love the Undertaker. He's one of my favorites of all time. Right, right next to Stone Cold. I can't decide between the two anymore. It's Stone Cold. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> fair. But uh, actually, favorite of all time is probably Eddie Guerrero. But okay, Stone Cold's like. God, Stone Cold's just—he's—he's he's a very like character-wise, awesome like like character-wise, yeah. Stone Cold. Yeah, uh, but I so I want to be excited for this, and uh, it's just—it's just not there. Like I don't care about this iteration of DX. I don't care about the Brothers of Destruction. They had their time. Kane—he's a mayor. To get to do, yeah, Kane's a mayor. We all know it. He's <laughs> the mayor of Knox uh, County. The Undertaker's just not as quick and exciting in his movements as he used to be anymore. Uh, think, think about that. We had a legitimate American governmental position person wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Oh my god, you just blew my mind. Why didn't I think of that before? One of our elected officials was in a wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. You think maybe it was an undercover? (laughs) No, that's the worst part. (laughs) We weren't even using this to our advantage. It was just a thing to happen. But no, the match was okay. It was what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't didn't hate it, but it was boring. For this to be the match... That Shawn Michaels yeah. came out of retirement for again. Because mm-hmm. this is his second retirement. And he felt off. Retirement number one yeah. being when he broke his back on uh, the coffin match with The Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, the casket match, not coffin. I guess they're technically two different things. They're not, but the, the name yeah. is. <laughs> it's a casket match, not a coffin match. I don't know why I say coffin. Anyway. So Shawn broke his back way back in what, 97? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he hit the, the, the casket and you know broke his back which actually led to a, a big return what it was Wrestlemania 14 him and Austin like no yeah. it wasn't him and Austin he, when he came back it was Triple H that's right Yeah, he yeah. had because it was him and Austin when he retired from that match that's and that true. was when yeah. Mike Tyson was involved and then he left and DX became the DX that everyone loved the big mm. DX with everybody in it yeah Road Dog and x <clears throat> yeah it became that whole yeah. different version of DX uh, part two, I guess you could say, and that was the big DX, the real big DX. Because you have like Attitude Era original DX, it was just them in China, which yeah. was like the dirty DX. They were like the the best DX. Yeah. Then you had like 
everybody's in the Team DX, which is like the fan favorite there, slash, was, slash villains when they became villains later. It was their like, more controlled that answer was, to yeah. NWO. That was the that was the <laughs> the well known DX. Yeah, and then you had the tag team DX later. That was just the two of them when they re got back together, yeah. and you know, so you got various iterations, and that, this is older version of the tag version. So it's like the older version of 3.0 DX. <laughs> this is like so they've already DX, went through ten years of this is DX recovering from the hangover. Yeah, this is like <laughs> yeah. this is an older version of the 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 last version of the same thing these two guys started years upon years yeah. upon years ago and uh so i mean it shows yeah triple h for the most part stays in good condition he has a wrestlemania he, match he doesn't always year. ever seem to lose a step like he he well, always performs i felt like he's left a step but like i mean it's gonna happen yeah it's not the but kind of, of the, steps the undertaker has lost out of the four of these guys he yeah. he was the top performer sean showed ring rust but in fairness Partially into the match, not very long into the match, Triple H tears his pet. Yeah, which, holy Did shit. you saw the picture? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I follow him on Instagram. Wow, <laughs> he fucked himself up bad. And I, There are other people that have done that recently. Jerry Ryan, for instance, tore his entire pack area. But but the amazing thing about that is is that, man, he he kept putting on a good show. Well, that's what I was going to say. Point. Triple H has always been known for... And has prided himself on, no matter how badly he got injured, he finishes the match. He is the standard of he, being a WWE workhorse. He literally will put in the 40 extra minutes tore up. He mm-hmm. tore his quads and finished the match. Yep. He, When he had his pec like, busted by RVD's knee in the Elimination Chamber on Shawn Michaels' original return from retirement, yep. like he wrestled for another like, 25, 30, 40 minutes yep. in the chamber... With basically his throat crushed, yeah. Um, for lack of a better term, there's there's no denying like, that. I mean, he's done it every Triple time. H is gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time. But one of the problems this but does, it'll always be Shane McMahon. <laughs> he is the best wrestler. He, he, he is the greatest of all time. But the the biggest problem with this match comes down to so you have Triple H tore his pec and is basically screwed the whole match. Sean, who just came out of retirement for this one match, has only trained. So much. Yeah, now for, has to carry. He's their carrying team. his side of the match. Yeah. So that's going to drag down this guy who's not in like the best ring shape anyway. Mm-hmm. You got Undertaker who's just old. And These days, up. his whole like the only thing that makes him exciting in ring is people selling him, and so now he's got that. So he doesn't. Right he doesn't have any of the cool stuff he can do. He can't really be yeah. as mobile as he used to. And Kane is very much also a similar situation where he's just not, he's just not quite physically. He doesn't and, feel like his know, heart's in it either. Well, I mean, he's been there for twenty some years. Yeah. He's he's like he's not been injured a lot, but he's got other stuff going on. He's literally a a, a, a mayor. Like mm-hmm. obviously, that's something he's pursuing important to him. If anything, I feel like he's there because they offered enough money. Yeah, I yeah. mean, honestly, he's probably still. I don't know that he's still under a long term contract. Yeah, because I mean, he did the the mayor thing, but then again, Rhino was trying to run for like governor or something at one point, hmm. and he almost won that, and he was still wrestling every week. So I don't know if 
there's some weird provision in the contract that if they get government job, they can just leave. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Kane has a special thing that says he could do it or yeah. if he's still got some weird Legends contract type deal. I don't know. Uh, but he's obviously, that's what he wants to do. He wants to be a mayor. He wants to take care of his home county or whatever. Yeah. And he wants to like fix things there and be a pol- political person. Mm-hmm. So wrestling is obviously not his number one thing. So the overall match suffers from the fact that you have four essentially retired older wrestlers who've all been wrestling for 20 plus years. They've all been through a string of terrible injuries. They've all had their day. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker's literally had a hip replaced at this point. So these are all old men Yeah, <laughs> fighting and they're just tore up real quick. So the match showed, yeah. Because unfortunately, I don't think I don't think Taker has it in him anymore. No, and, and I've they, said this before. Uh, I would have preferred for him to go out like keeping his WrestleMania streak, but he lost it to uh, Braun. Uh, or, I'm sorry, he lost it to Roman Reigns. No, he lost the streak to Brock. Then Did lost. He, a, oh, that's right. Then he lost a, what was considered a retirement match to Reigns. I try to forget right the after Brock Lesnar won, but because <laughs> they did that thing where he lost to Brock. Yeah. The next year he beat Bray because they hate Bray for some reason, and then the year because they had to give him back a win. Yeah. And then the year after that, he lost to Reigns so that Reigns and Brock could do their yeah, dance. Which was fine, and I was I was happy with that being the end enough. Uh, especially, like I said, the more I'm coming onto Roman Reigns' side, the more I, okay I am with that. That should have been it. Well, he did the hat thing. He left the hat and the gloves and the, coat, the yeah. cloak, or coat in the ring. He was done. But then WWE went, well, our ratings aren't great. Let's bring him back. And I'm like, just leave it. Just stop. He he you can find out. a way back without the Undertaker. You yeah. know? Well, I mean, that's one of WWE's biggest problems right now is they rely still too heavily on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They need to build new stars. They need to worry about the future. And when it when it's something pandering. like when it's something like Evolution, it makes absolute sense. Like well, there's a reason all of those I'm not legends saying, and and veterans were there. Well, I'm not saying like don't have your WrestleMania yeah. one match with a part timer. Right. Bring a guy back for a WrestleMania match. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Bring bring a guy back for a Rumble match or in the Rumble. Or bring a guy back for a Survivor Series and let him captain a team or something. Do, right. do, do a couple months a year, you know, where you have one nostalgia bit where you're like, hey, here's a cool guy you used to love. Hey, here's Edge. He can't wrestle, but he's going to captain the Survivor Series team. Right. For SmackDown. He's going to put together the most rated R and, team you've seen. You know, and yeah. he's going to basically give his experience to them so that they'll be better. Mm-hmm. And going against him is is Christian, who's his brother. Oh, shit. And, you know, they're going to... You're putting together a great Survivor Series and, right and, now. <laughs> and he's going to captain the Raw team, and he's going to pick his five guys, and, and they're going to coach them, and, and we're going to build up for this for a month yeah. and a half. Like, yeah, I'm in. Um for WrestleMania, oh crap! It's you know Kurt Angle for his WrestleMania. What match. year is your Survivor Series happening, and uh, how long do I have to stay on the network for? <laughs> um, <laughs> if I get to choose, it's next year. There we go. Edge versus Christian, uh, team captains, um, and then the uh, the main. Then there'll be a five on five, legends versus old like young guys, yeah. and it'll be like 
the top five, like it'll be five older dudes. It'll be like John Cena and The Undertaker and The Rock and Stone Cold nah. and Shawn Michaels versus like yeah. whoever the top five best current guys are. Where it's like Drew McIntyre and uh, Braun Strowman and AJ Styles and Daniel yeah. Bryan and uh, who would be the fifth guy? Who's think, mm-hmm. Who do I think would be the best fifth guy? It's current uh, roster, not NXT. Yeah, yeah. Current that, roster. That, that uh, I, think, I like Miz a lot. Uh, Miz would be do Miz. Yeah, he's a former world champion, so I guess. Yeah, he, I feel like there's other Seth Rollins. I think Seth. Rollins. Yes. So so Seth Rollins, and I think like a match. Okay, so drop Stone Cold because I don't think he'll ever do it. Yeah, no, he's he's done. Um, and replace Stone Cold with who's another older wrestler. Who can still go? Who still, still does stuff. I mean, you could throw Rey Mysterio in there. They've Rey been, they've been bringing him around. He's, yeah. he's well, he's on full time now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, for at least a short term. I don't know what his long term <laughs> deal is, but yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, so that that's be, God. That sounds like see, like if you're gonna theme it and you do nostalgia that way, yeah, yeah. You've got old guys versus young guys. You've got a match where the older guys are just mentors, but they're not the focus of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they are, but they aren't in a way that makes sense. Sure, do that. I'm for that, but don't, don't build everything around these older guys. Yeah, like don't. There's a don't pander to nostalgia you're so hard. Well aware of what progress means. That's the point of the women's division right now. So apply that to the legends situation, and we're all going to be better for it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's where we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Uh, guys, if you like this episode, like it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like, comment, and share your thoughts on any of these matches or any of the upcoming events. And hit that bell if you're on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Uh, like our Nerd News page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcasts on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and all of our personal social media is down in the description below. My name is Vincent Herman, Ben the Human. Joining me today was Stuart Perkins. Thanks a lot, man. No problem. No problem.